Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Move, a podcast devoted to helping you lose weight, get healthy, and have an amazing life. Here's your host, Wendy Wallace. Hello once again, and welcome to episode 10 of the Eat, Sleep, Move podcast. There was a time when Justin Smith, whose interview you're about to hear, couldn't imagine what life was like not being overweight. At the beginning of 2010, he was 100 pounds overweight, and after a dire warning from his doctor, he got serious about losing that excess weight. Within this interview, Justin talks about the many years he spent being overweight, the mindset change that happened to get him started with weight loss, and how he went from working out at home to becoming like crazy passionate about running marathons. Enjoy the interview. So the first thing that I want to know is if you can explain to me what your life was like um, throughout your teens and into your 20s as a guy who was carrying an extra 100 plus pounds. Okay. Um, It was very different than it is now. Um, And it's hard to even remember a lot of the time what that was like uh, because it is so so different and and being 100 pounds lighter um just just seems like how i've been for for quite a while so um it, it was uh it was difficult i would say um honestly um i think that it it probably is, is less difficult to be uh, a male um from from the experiences i've seen from talking with people online that have, have battled this sort of thing for their whole lives. Um, you know, because I think it's, it's more acceptable, um, maybe not acceptable, but, um, I don't know if that makes sense or not. (laughs) Um, I I was never active really, uh, at all. Um, uh, most of the time I've, I kind of stayed to myself as far as, um, sports and that thing go and I, I never really participated and in fact I kind of you know sort of envied the people that were active but in a I guess uh, a way that uh it's hard to explain I, I guess I was jealous but I would kind of make fun of people that were involved in sports and that sort of thing because I, I was jealous I would say mm-hmm. um and, and, you know, it was, it was just an unhealthy lifestyle. Uh, uh, I was eating, eating a lot and, and not moving and um, just really not very happy with with my appearance and with my health and that sort of thing. You know, it's weird that you mentioned that you feel as though that it, it's more difficult for a male to be um, obese, because when I was thinking of the next question I was about to ask you, I was thinking, I'm wanting to to understand as a female, understand what it's like for a male, because my perception is that Mm -hmm. it's harder for a female in that we're so focused on, you know, the way that we look and, um, and, and, and it being harder to be that overweight because, because we're constantly worried about how we're being judged in terms of the way that we look. But 
yeah, that's actually actually what I meant. If I if I said it the the wrong way, that's that's actually what I meant. That it's probably easier for a male. Oh, gotcha. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. So, but okay. So then, ha- but even though it's easier for a male, here's the thing though mm-hmm. that, that I'm wanting to know. Can you tell me like what it was that was limiting in your life, or what the? No, actually, here's the better question. What was the weight keeping you from? Uh, doing in your life um, that you found and also not just doing like maybe the activities that you wanted to do in terms of athletics, but just in terms Mm -hmm. of um, opportunities that maybe that you didn't take or even um, even like on a personal level, things that uh, like parts of yourself um, that just never really came out because of the weight. I would, I would say that it made me more, um, I guess socially impaired is, is a good way to say it. Um, I, I was more self-conscious, um, so I didn't take as many uh, opportunities to be, you know, engaged socially with friends and that sort of thing. And, and given the opportunity to um, avoid those those things, I would do that. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily go out on Friday nights to hang out with friends or, um, you know. You know, sign up for activities at school or, or with, you know, with work or that sort of thing. Um, because I, you know, I guess I was embarrassed, but it, it's on whatever subconscious level. Um, you know, I, I wasn't, wasn't so eager to, to be involved with, with social opportunities, I would say is the best, the best way to explain that. But, okay. But having been an overweight teenager and then, and then mm-hmm. into your twenties, you know, obviously, like maybe kind of hanging out at home more so than going out socially and, and, um, you know, not, let's say, like jumping on opportunities that, that come up would become a norm, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, yeah, though, for you, like, were there things that were going on with you in your mind, like a, like a mental struggle going on in which, um, you know, maybe there were certain things that you were comfortable with doing and because of mm-hmm. the weight, um, I mean, again, in term, things in your lifestyle that you were comfortable with, but then there were other things maybe that you actually yearned to do and understood that the weight was keeping you from doing them. So there was this kind of, you know, again, inner battle going on. Um, yeah, I would, I would say that that's accurate. Um, you know, I, if, uh, if I hadn't been overweight, I probably would have done things like uh, play sports, um, you know, uh, other than, than social things like dating and, and going out with friends and stuff like that. But playing sports is something I I would have done. I, I won't say that I regret not being involved in that sort of thing uh, as a teenager or, or even early 20s in college and that sort of thing because I did, did have a lot of things that I was involved in. But um, that that's one of the main, the main ones because I see a lot of um, relationships are built that way. Um, in high school and college that carry on throughout, uh, throughout people's lives. And also, um, you know, just hearing people talk about, I guess the glory days of, of, you know, playing football or, or basketball or whatever. Um, and, and not being, not, not having had that in, in my life. I, I did have other things that I was involved in, but that's, that's one thing. Um, you know, I'm sure there are other examples if I, if I had the time to sit and think about those, but that's one of the first things I can think of. Okay. So then 
fast forward to 2009 when mm-hmm. you had a bit of a health scare and that's what really changed your mind about starting to lose weight. So mm-hmm. when I read that, I want, I was thinking like, I want, I want to hear about that time in your life, but here's the more yeah. important thing. Oftentimes it takes a big scare like that to, um, to push someone to make a big change in their life. But sure. oftentimes as well, what will happen will be somebody will go to the doctor and they will, let's say, find out, find out that they're like pre-diabetic or, or something like that. And then initially they'll be scared and they'll think, okay, I, this is it. I've got to make the change. And for an initial time, they will attempt to, but then something will come up or stresses will come up and they'll kind of go back to their old habits. So I'm, right. I'm wondering what happened with you to not only really make that change and lock it in, but then follow mm-hmm. through with it. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I really, I, uh, there's been several times throughout my life that I've, I've made my mind up, so to speak, that I was going to lose weight and going to get in shape and be healthy and that sort of thing. Um, and this, this was around the first of the year of 2009. I had made, yet another new year's resolution to lose weight, which I had made as far as, as far back as I could remember. Um, I went to the doctor for, uh, just to establish care with a physician because that's, that's something that people should do, um, and have a physical and, and blood work and that sort of thing. Um, and I, I just, I, I realized that I was in my late twenties and that, I wasn't getting any younger, <laughs> mm. um, that, you know, if I continued to, you know, go through these same cycles and everything that, that I wasn't going to be around to, uh, to enjoy life, um, and to, to have, you know, you know, the chance to, to, uh, to grow, grow older, um, that I wasn't going to be around. So, um, as I, as I started to make little changes and, and see little bits of progress here and there, that was a motivator to keep going. Um, I really started, um, I, I was going to the gym some, and then I switched to um, a popular home workout program, a DVD program. I, I don't know if I can say the name of it or not. But, yeah, yeah. Was, um, it, was it, it P90X or one of the beach? It was. Okay, yeah. gotcha. It, it was P90X. Um, okay. And and that worked for me. Um, I was I was doing it at home, uh, and the, the privacy of my own home, starting out with. So I didn't feel so uh, awkward with with not knowing how to lift weights and not not feeling embarrassed by not being able to to bench press a whole lot of weight um, because that's you know that's very awkward and uncomfortable when someone is first going to the gym and you feel like someone is looking at you and judging what you are doing or what you're not able to do yet. Um, especially, you know, someone that it's not you know, in someone in their twenties that you would expect has already been exposed to the gym and that sort of thing. So um, as, as I started seeing the number on the scale go down, that um, encouraged me to keep going because I was doing it the correct way this time. Um, and I knew that I was making a healthy change and I wasn't going to have to face those health scares as often in the future, hopefully. Um, and then, then when I went back to the doctor a few months later, just for a follow up, and I had lost 
I think maybe 30 pounds or so. Um, and, and the doctor noticing that difference and just seeing the difference in my blood pressure and cholesterol and those sorts of things in just a couple of months, that was just further motivation. So would you say then that, like you just said, that for you, it sounds like the two key components that really made it work this time work one, consistency, and two, Mm -hmm. doing it in a healthy fashion? Yes, definitely. I I had tried all of the other things as far as, uh, you know, being too restrictive with calories, which did did not work, and in my experience, still doesn't work, and I, I had tried Weight, weight loss pills and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And, and those things just didn't work for me. I, I mean, they did to an extent, but not long-term. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure how healthy that would be, um, for anyone to do long-term. You know, I'm not a physician, so I, I can't speak on that, but, um, just from my research and my experience, those, those aren't things that, that someone should do long-term. Um, it, it's not a, a good trade-off. Okay. So before we actually talk about eating and the changes that you made, there was there was a bit from the Huffington Post article um, that I read about you. And I'm going to quote from it. And I I have a question about it. So this is this is a quote referring to um, like your earlier years, like as a teenager. And, and, Mm -hmm. And it says, Of course, I enjoyed riding my bike and swimming throughout the summer. But as I got older and realized that I was overweight, those activities began to lessen in frequency and I felt relegated to a life of obesity. I'll never lose weight, I I thought, so why try? So, you know, because you know what came to my mind when I read that was that – for me personally, uh, I've begun like uh, this year, since this year, I've be- I've begun losing weight. But previous to that, last year, I remember having moments where in my mind, I, I actually s- started to have this belief that it wasn't physically possible for me to lose weight. Like I felt right. like I could either gain weight or stay at a certain weight. But I started to freak out at the idea that it wasn't possible to lose weight. And I'm wondering if you experienced something similar and what it was that happened for you mentally to get past that belief um, that you'll never lose weight, to actually give yourself that chance to try and give yourself enough of a chance to try that you did stay with it consistently. Yeah, um, I mean, I definitely had had that mindset that, yeah, I'm always going to be overweight. I'm always going to be fat. Um, I'm, I'm never going to be able to lose it this weight. Uh, I've even had times when I would go to bed and wish that I, you know, just for one day I could wake up and be, uh, thin or, or in shape. I, I don't want to use the word thin. I guess healthy would be a better way to, to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did, I would, I would wish that obviously, you know, that, that wasn't going to happen because you have to put forth the effort. Um, mentally, I guess that, like I said, you know, seeing, seeing little bits of progress was, was not only a physical motivator, but it was also, um, you know, mentally motivating to keep going, um, that seeing that, that the hard work was starting to pay off. Um, and I also surrounded myself with, you know, constant internet research from credible sources, um, on, on how to lose weight, um, how to get in shape and do so in a healthy, healthy way. Um, so, so having that education as well as the tools and, and the workout programs and, and the, uh, 
the nutritional information to do so was uh, was probably the the best thing for me. Okay, so I'm going to read one one other quote from that article as well that stood out for me that I want you to elaborate on. Um, okay. okay, you said. So the first thing I did was change my nutrition and food choices. I stopped Uh living on my previous drive-through diet of double cheeseburgers and large fries and replaced those meals with lean meats and vegetables. So I'm wondering if you can tell me about that, the, the initial phase of that. Um, Because in, in that, in that quote that I just read, it almost sounds like overnight that you went from junk food to eating a clean diet. And I'm wondering you know, I'm, I'm guessing that wasn't quite the case. So what was it like yeah. at the beginning? Let's say for the first couple of months, what was it like to change up your eating? Yeah, for the first couple of months, it was it was a learning process. Um, yeah, I've never been much of a cook, and um, I'm still debatable, still debatable as to whether or not I am. But um, yeah, most of the time prior to weight loss, my lunch work was uh, going to McDonald's and having two double cheeseburgers and a large fry uh, and a Diet Coke, of course. Um, but uh, when I when I started to make the change, it was simple things like instead of going for the cheeseburgers and fries, going to Subway and having um, a, a turkey or a ham sandwich with baked chips. So it, it was just small changes to start out with. Um, and and learning how to, to cook and how to do um, things like that as far as, you know, instead of buying um, you know, or instead of having a cheeseburger for dinner, um, buying the lean ground beef and having that in a, a whole wheat pasta casserole or something like that. So it, it was just small changes to start out with. Um, and And those changes led to Additional ones where I was um, trying more cooking um, and, and different kinds of ways to cook, which I still am not great at, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's still a learning process. Um, but little changes do go a long way. Okay. You know, having said that, though, I'm wondering about those times in your life during that time when let's say you went through a stressful experience or you had cravings, because I'm guessing mm-hmm. that you must have had like attachments to certain foods as well, right? Oh, yeah, so definitely. what did you do at that time to deal with those food attachments? Uh, well, one, one thing I did was, um, was I, I did count calories. Uh, and, and sometimes I still do. Um, one of the things that, that helped me along the way was a, an app for my phone where I could log my meals and, and the calories for them. Um, so I would, I would plan, you know, if I was going to have you know, an indulgence or something like that, that, you know, I would, I would try to plan for it. Um, and I, w- I would still have days where, where I didn't eat great or, you know, I, I went overboard on something, but I didn't let that ruin it for me. I didn't throw in the towel. Um, I would just, and start over at the next meal or start or the next day and, and go from there. Um, in the past, when I had would try, try to do that, I would just say, it's, it's too difficult, I'm not going to do it anymore, and just would scrap the whole idea. Um, but this time I, I realized that you, you can't count calories for your whole life, I guess. I mean, I guess you could. Um, I, I don't know that that's really 
a fun way to to think about living for the rest of of someone's life. But um, just just learning that sometimes it's it's okay to to have you know the cheeseburgers or the pizza. Just don't have the whole pizza. <laughs> well, okay, but I guess I'm wondering though if if you felt that there were times when and maybe. I'm not sure if this is more of a female thing than a male thing to uh-huh. use fo- food as like an emotional crutch or uh-huh. when, you know, you have a bad day, you eat that kind of thing, because there are like indulgences, right? Like, you know, you may like right. ice cream and allow yourself to ha- have ice cream, say once a week. But what happens mm-hmm. when you have a really bad day and you're used to going for the ice cream and, you know, and, and overdoing it. So uh, do you, did you have that kind of a relationship with food or? Not do, really. Okay. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends that, um, that I've went through this, uh, this weight loss journey with, and, um, a lot of, a lot of them have emotional eating issues and, and that's not really something that I struggle with. I just really, really liked food. Right. Um, and, and really like to eat a lot of food. Um, it, it really wasn't, and, you know, if I look back at it, there probably was some of that on a subconscious level, but I I don't actively realize it at this point. Um, it, it's not really something that, that I ever really struggled with as far as if I had a bad day, I would, you know, uh, I would binge eat or something like that. Um, I, I can't remember that if that was the case. Okay. So you've mentioned that you did a lot of research online and mm-hmm. that you counted calories. So I'm wondering if there was any particular program or maybe a combination of them that you put into place and actually are still kind of sort of following in terms of your own like food philosophy or the way that you approach eating. Um, I, didn't, I didn't subscribe to any specific diet as far as like Weight Watchers or, or Atkins or anything like that. Um, I just tried to eat healthier and um, tried to to limit myself to an, a certain number of calories per day. I think uh, the app that I use, I, I would put in my weight and my height and that sort of activity level and that sort of thing, and it would it would tell me roughly how many calories I should have each day to lose a certain amount of pounds um, by by a, a goal date. Um, and I would kind of go by that just to start off with. Um, for a little while I, I tried, I think I did 30 days of the paleo diet, which I really liked. Um, I, I just, I didn't stick with that uh, long term, but I still, I still try to do at this point, um, a lot of protein, um, and not as many carbs. Um, of course, you know, I need, I need carbs for, um, energy for marathon training and that sort of thing. But I, I try to get the carb sources from, uh, vegetables and and that sort of thing instead of um, pasta or um, sweets. That's when, you know that sort of those sorts of foods. So um, not really any one specific diet. Just just being um, mindful of of how many calories I was eating a day. Have you? Do you find like after you know? two and a half, three years, I guess it would be three years or two, or two, mm-hmm. two years, two and a half, let's say two and a half years. Yeah. Um, that eating is something that you've kind of gotten under control or are you always still tweaking it and having to be mindful? Yeah, I definitely don't have it under control yet. <laughs> and, and I don't know that I ever will, to be honest. Um, 
some of my friends that I've that I've like I said gone through this with or have have made friends with since starting it, uh, we we have kind of likened it to um, uh, an addictive disorder. Um, you know, I, I very much think that you know people can be addicted to food, um, and that's something just like an alcoholic would in recovery that we may struggle with uh, for the rest of our lives. Um, and I actually think that. You know, I, I had a, a goal weight in mind, and, and once I got to it, I may have uh, slacked off on it a little bit. Um, and I wouldn't say that, I, that I'm in that point now, but uh, it's it's easy to, you know, think, okay, I've, I've made it this far. I can kind of eat a little bit more now. I'm training for a marathon, so I need to eat this, um, which is true to an extent, but... Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, that that's something I'll always have to to work with is um, you know being mindful of food and realizing that yeah, it's not it shouldn't always be a reward um, and it shouldn't always be you know something that I, I have to look forward to um, you know having an indulgence day it, it should be something that's just a natural part of of my life and um, and go from there instead of treatment as a reward, I guess. Okay. And before I ask you about workouts and stuff, um, mm-hmm. just tell anyone who's listening, cause you've mentioned the app a couple of times, which app did you yeah. use? Um, it's the lose it app. Okay. Um, and it has, since I started using it a couple of years ago, it has greatly improved. Now you can even uh, scan barcodes and that sort of thing. It, it has a lot of restaurants that you can, um, look at their menus and, and add it straight to your, your log from there. Um, but like I said, the barcode thing recently is a, is something that has been, um, a, a good update. Um, and, and in the last few months I've, I've started to go back to using it, um, just to, to try to, you know, make sure that I'm reining myself in as far as nutrition. Um, and now instead of using it as, um, for how many calories and that sort of thing that I'm eating, I'm doing it more so to look at where those calories are coming from. If, because I'm, like I said, I'm trying to do more protein and that sort of thing. I'm looking to see how many grams I have each day of protein and trying to hit, hit those numbers instead of 2000 calories or, or whatever. But it, it, it was a very useful tool for me and, and continues to be. Okay. So let's talk about working out. So you had mentioned that when you decided to actually, you know what, the other thing too, I was going to ask you was, again, my, my perception from, you know, reading about you was that you made the decision that you were going to get serious about losing weight. Your first Mm -hmm. focus was changing your eating. And then did you begin working out? Did you take it one thing at a time? Or did you tackle both at the same time? Um, it was probably within about a month. Um, I, I think it was around the first of the year I started to to um, to eat healthier, um, and then I also got the gym membership at the beginning of the uh, year and was going sporadically. Um, you know, probably two or three times a week, maybe, um, and and doing doing that around the same time. But um, I got P90X a month later, so really about a month. Within a month's time, I was trying to to focus on both. So I'm wondering, again, just like with eating, that initial phase of starting to work out, because um, 
you know, you know, like like cutting back, especially when you know, let's say you've eaten a lot of salt uh-huh. and sugar and things like that. That's difficult to kind of go through withdrawals from, but right. it's a whole other level of difficult when you're carrying an excess amount of weight and you're going to the gym or even, you know, P90X was pretty ambitious, you know, because yeah. you could have, you know, <laughs> done like P90 to start out with or something like that. Right. So, so, um, you know, you gave yourself a huge challenge. So what was Definitely. that like, again, at the beginning, again, the first couple of months, because I'd have to wonder, I know, I know, again, like using my own, um, or speaking from my own experience, there were times when working out could be incredibly humbling because um, for two reasons. One, it was sometimes too easy to not really push myself to kind of mm-hmm. let myself kind of go at a moderate pace and 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 not really know if I, if I was actually benefiting myself by doing that or doing myself a disservice. But the other part mm-hmm. of it, too, was it was so ego bruising because I think about like, well, you know, 10 years ago, I was able to do this, this, and this without a problem. And here I am now, like, you know, doing like, you know, 1.5 on the treadmill, like a speed of 1.5, which is, you know, really, you know, slow. So it's like, what kinds of mental stuff did you go through during that time? And again, what kept you from, uh, from not quitting and, um, well, it, it was painful to start out with. Um, I had I had done some uh, exercise and that sort of thing in college, uh, but not not a not anything real real strict um, or or real difficult, I guess. Um, so the good thing that I liked about the workout program I was doing was that it was consistent, um, and it told me what to do on day one and what to do on day two. And, and every day of the week, what to do and, and when to rest and having the ability to modify uh, as necessary uh, was, was very good for me. Um, if, uh, and as far as the exercises themselves, I, I would always do everything, you know, if, if Monday was a certain uh, DVD, then I would do that. But uh, within that DVD, if there were things that I couldn't do, I would just do what I could um, and then eventually start, doing the things that I used to not be able to do. So it, it was difficult and um, at times embarrassing, I guess, um, knowing that you know, I should be able to do more than a couple of push-ups. But uh, I, I just stuck with it and did a couple of push-ups at first. And then um, as I continued you know, seeing I'm able to do more of this and I'm able to to do more of the, this, this weight and you know, it's time to go to Walmart and buy uh, heavier dumbbells and that sort of thing. So, it just just knowing that uh, that being consistent that I would see those numbers go up and then actually see them go up was a good thing for me. Um, so that that was probably the the best for me. And your gym experience, what was it like to talk mm-hmm. yourself into, you know, getting into the gym and and then staying in there? Yeah, um, honestly, when I was doing doing the home workout thing, I didn't go to the gym a whole lot. Um, it was after um, I had done uh, the workout a couple of times that I started to go back to the gym, um, and you know I had lost a, a little bit by then. Um, so um, supplementing the home workouts with going to the gym, and then and around the same time started running. Um, it it was a uh, it was hard. 
um, but it was it was good. Um, you know, I would I would be tired after I was was done, but I knew that it was a good tired, um, and knowing that it was making me uh, get closer to my goal, but it was pushing me forward, was was just the one of the key motivators. Okay. And okay. So can you tell me as well, what you were doing as the months went on? Um, so you started out with P90X. Did you actually finish yeah. the 90 days? Uh, yeah, I did. I did it twice. Okay. Um, the first time I did the traditional, the classic version, I guess, is I think is what it's called. Um, and I, I used the resistance bands. I didn't even own dumbbells at that point. Um, and I did the entire 90 days with, with the resistance bands for the, the, strength training days and and some of those uh, cardio workouts on p90x are are really difficult but um, especially being 100 pounds overweight mm-hmm. um, so i would just i would just do what i could and um, try to do better each week um, and then after i did 90 days i took um, a week or so off and just rested uh, and, and did some stretching and that sort of thing and then uh, decided to do it a little more intensely the next time and did um, the doubles version, which adds um, the cardio disc um, two days a week, maybe three days a week. I, I can't remember right now without having everything in front of me. But mm-hmm. on those days, it was, was two workouts a day. So um, I, I did that for another 90 days. And then I think it was after that that I did another Beachbody program, Insanity. Wow. Um, which I... Wow. I, I don't I don't work for Beachbody or anything like that. I just really mm-hmm. liked the programs when I was starting out because I liked the convenience of, of working at home. Yep. Um, so so those worked out well for me. Um, and and Insanity was – I thought P90X was hard, but then I did Insanity, and it was even worse. So mm-hmm. um, worse in a good way. Um, so it was at that point I was getting close to my goal and, and getting into the gym more, and, and I started running. Uh, and and I really liked that. Um, so the, those things were were um, difficult but rewarding at the same time. Is that something that you would recommend to people? Is that you know? Obviously, there's a, there's a lot of options that are available at the gym, especially maybe working out with a personal trainer. But right. to ease into the gym experience, to to do something like like P90X or Power 90 or any one of the uh-huh. other Beachbody programs, um, you know, did that because I guess I'm wondering not only that that help you get into the routine of working out, get your body used to it, but also you know you were able to walk into the gym and probably feel a lot more confident than you would have if you hadn't done P90X, yeah. right, and just yeah. gone to the gym, right. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think it depends on the personality of each person. Um, mm-hmm. Some people are going to feel, um, you know, I, I don't know how, but some people are going to feel a lot more confident no matter what weight they are. And they're going to feel okay to go in and just try everything in the gym. Um, me, I didn't know a whole lot. Um, and I, I felt self-conscious about not, not knowing a lot of, uh, of how to exercise what, what body part, you know, I didn't know what would work. Um, the chest or the triceps or whatever, and and P90X allowed me to learn that a little bit more um, before I just went into the gym and just started trying everything. Um, so, so for I would say it depends on the person. Uh, it worked well for me. It, it may not work well for the next person, but um, I definitely felt more comfortable knowing a, a little bit more 
a little bit more what I was doing when I went in. Okay. So when I was researching this interview, I checked out your, um, your Tumblr page and it, uh-huh. the impression I was left with was that working out is a huge part of your lifestyle. Like it's become yeah. like a lifestyle for you and you really enjoy it. I'm wondering if yeah. you can talk about that because that's like, like you did a complete 180. Tell me about yeah. what it's like to not just work out or approach working out as a means to an end, but to actually mm-hmm. have it be a part of your lifestyle. I had people in my life before uh, I started to lose weight that talked about um, going to the gym all the time and and having these goals and that sort of thing as far as being in their you know a, a natural part of their life and they couldn't see it otherwise and I thought that's ridiculous <laughs> you have to hate the gym um, but as as I started doing those sorts of things it really does start to become second nature. It's kind of hard to explain, um, but it would feel so foreign for me not to, to have that opportunity at this point. Um, if, if I wasn't able to work out or if I wasn't able to run, um, which, you know, sometimes I've not been able to due to injury or whatever. Um, but it, it really does become um, part of you or, or it does for me at least. You know, some days I don't want to go, um, or some days I would rather stay in bed, but uh, I, I can't ever see myself not being active in some sort, uh, some sort of fashion. Okay. Um, I, like I said, it's kind of hard to explain. It, it just, it just came, uh, it just, just, uh, just became part of, of who I was. I guess it was a habit, um, and, and not just a habit, but it's something I enjoy doing and, it's excellent stress release. <laughs> right, right. So I want to ask you about sleep. And mm-hmm. what comes to my mind, I, I noticed too, that you had mentioned it again in the Huffington Post article, that you just kind of br- briefly mentioned that um, when you were overweight, that you had a harder time sleeping. And when you began losing yeah. weight, that you could sleep better. But the thing I'd also have to wonder, so I want to ask you about, about rest about your sleep, um, about, about, uh, you know, the importance of rest for someone who works out as much as you do. But before we get to that, here's what I'm also wanting to know. So when you were, so here you were a hundred pounds overweight and you were feeling miserable, um, you know, physically and, and probably like, you know, frustrated because you didn't, you wanted this weight gone. Plus your body was reacting to, you know, all of the, you know, the, you know, you was, your body was reacting to what happens to a body when it's being fed right. a ton of junk food, right? Mm-hmm. And then disrupted sleep. So you were probably, I'm guessing, maybe had anxiety or just on edge and just not feeling at peace. So yeah, definitely. I'm guessing now that you do feel more at peace. And mm-hmm. tell me about that and how specifically how the role of sleep fits into helping you to feel that peace. Yeah. Um, I mean, rest is important. Uh, it's, it's hard. I would, I would say as you know, someone that, that is active sometimes, <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to, to make yourself take a day off or a couple days off or, or however long you absolutely have to. Um, but it's, it's just as important because if you're overworking yourself, you're really not doing yourself any good. At least that's that's been my experience. Um, you know, if if you're going to the gym just to be to be going because you feel like you have to or you, you need to, um, then then really that 
that's not being productive. Um, this should be a goal in mind each time um, that you work out, I think, anyway. Um, and, and rest is something that you absolutely must incorporate um, because it gives your, your body a chance to recover, allows your muscles to grow, um, and, and that sort of thing. Um, making sure that I sleep well, uh, which I do, a, I sleep a lot better now than I did before. Um, I guess because because I am expending some energy um, instead of you know, just laying around watching TV. You know, after I get home from work, laying around watching TV. But that doesn't really you're kind of in a constant state of rest at that point. So no one, no wonder I wasn't sleeping well at night. Um, and now I, I still struggle to sleep sometimes, but it's really just because um, I, I am an natural night owl instead of a morning person mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm much more likely to be up late uh, or to go to the gym late because I, i'm lucky enough to have a 24-hour uh, gym here mm-hmm. but i'm more likely to 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 be up late still um but when i do go to sleep i sleep a lot more soundly uh, for the most part um and and then also uh, something i've learned recently is that um, especially with marathon training or, or or endurance sport training, is that you absolutely have to give your body a chance to rest, or you will end up injured. Um, I've I've experienced some um, minor injury recently, um, as far as just um, trying to push myself too hard, too fast. Um, so, speaking from experience, um, I've allowed myself to rest a little bit, and I'm starting to to come back as far as being able to run more. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to do it smarter this time to, to not try to do too much and, and bite off more than I can chew. Okay. But I guess also too, I'm wondering that when you look back in retrospect, that the combination of eating better, working out more and sleeping has helped you mm-hmm. to not just feel better, but to maybe have like better relationships with people have like more yeah. like mental clarity, um, feel more optimistic about things. Can you talk about the difference in terms of the way that you used to approach the world uh, as opposed to how it is that you approach it now? Yeah. Um, I would, I would say all of those things are, are accurate for me, uh, or for me now. Um, so for one thing, like I mentioned earlier, uh, exercise has been, um, a source of, of stress relief for me. Um, a lot of the times, you know, if I have a bad day at work or if I get into an argument with someone, um, exercise has been something that has um, allowed me to you know, expend some of that that stress. Um, and and it's just if, if I'm if I'm working out, if I'm eating right, uh, I just feel happier. I feel less anxiety, and uh, because of that, naturally. Um, relationships with people are better. Um, if, if you're a happier person, people are, are happier to be around you. Um, and, and that is where, you know, I guess my relationships have improved with people, um, with, with my family and with my coworkers and friends and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, less anxiety, um, equals me being happier naturally and having better relationships uh, just in, in that shell. Okay. So the other thing too, that I'm, I'm curious about that you've mentioned a couple of times during this interview was 
um, the people that that you know who you went through this weight loss experience with. Mm-hmm. So can you talk yeah. about the importance of support and what that was like for you? Sure. Um, one one of the, the things in the beginning was, you know, after you lose a little bit of weight, you would tell someone, and you know, I, I didn't tell a whole lot of people. I wasn't really forthcoming that, yeah, I'm going to try to start losing weight. Um, to start out with just because you know a lot of the times that's embarrassing because you have to admit but you know, even though everybody knows it and everybody you know is aware that you're overweight it, it's a, it's humbling to have to say I, I need to make a change um, so so people that were really close to me I told I was going to start doing um, X or start watching what I was eating um, and for the most part people were really supportive um, you know that they wouldn't um, try to pressure me to you know, eat places that um, I wasn't going to have healthy options or they would accommodate that if they knew that we were going to go somewhere like that. Um, and then, you know, I would send a text message or a call to someone that I was particularly close to if I lost a certain amount of weight um, or had a really good workout. And um, just uh, having encouragement from them was was uh, really pivotal. Um, and really uh, a good motivator. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, there, there were there were times when when I was um, starting, and if I hadn't seen someone in a while, they would say things like, "Wow, you really lost a lot of weight," or, or that sort of thing, or, or "You're looking good," or something like that. Um, but eventually, uh, you know, those sorts of comments start to uh, start to fade away when, once you. Um, continue and as you go on um, so you really have to do it for yourself um, at least that was that was my my experience that you know, eventually people are going to stop saying um, keep up the good work and um, I can really see a big difference in you so um, when those things start going away it it becomes a little more difficult you still have to keep doing it and keep going forward um, but during, during the, the time that you're doing it, it, it really feels good. But you know what the interesting thing is, though, having said that, that now you're at a point where people have read about you online and they're like mm-hmm. me and they're asking you now, how did you do it? So Yeah, yeah. So it's a good trade-off there. Right. And I was just going to say, like, again, that you post a lot on Tumblr a lot and share a lot of your your uh-huh. food and workout stuff. So what is it like for you now when people are coming to you um, maybe asking questions or uh, and interested in, in how it is that you're maintaining the weight? Um, that's, that's equally as humbling <laughs> because I, I don't consider myself an expert at all. Um, I just consider myself someone that has struggled and continues to struggle. And, uh, you know, I, I would be happy to help out anyone or give advice um, to anyone that is continuing to do it as well. Um, and to let, let people know that, it can be done. Um, it requires a lot of work. Uh, it's not going to be overnight, and there are going to be days that it doesn't feel like it's worth it. But in the long run, it really is. Um, you know, you have less things to worry about as far as, as your health. Um, you have better relationships. You're happier um, for the most part. I mean, you know, a lot of people have, and you know, myself included, have. Um, you know, emotional issues that you have to work through as, as you go through it. Um, so, you know, um, it, it's possible. Uh, 
it's uh it's worth it and uh and, and i appreciate having the, the chance to tell people that now mm-hmm. so. so my second last question is um if you could tell me about how it is that you have begun to see yourself differently or how that happened. So as an example, I would imagine that as a teenager, you wished that maybe that you could be athletic, but you weren't. So you probably Mm -hmm. told yourself, I'm just not an athlete. Or maybe you wanted to be more outgoing, but told yourself, you know, I'm just, I'm actually an introvert. And now you're, you know, you're, you're a total athlete and obviously more extroverted. So, Tell me about how it is that you began to view yourself differently and what inspired that. And I can understand that as the weight started dropping, that was like actual evidence that it was okay mm-hmm. for you, that the change was happening and you embraced it. Um, but were there pivotal moments when, like, for example, finishing your first marathon would have must have been, you know, really life changing for you. Yeah. So tell, tell me about how it is that your identity or how you saw yourself began to change. Oof, that's a hard question <laughs> because like I said, it, it, um, it's something that didn't happen overnight, just like the weight loss. Um, it, it kind of changed throughout the process. It, it's hard to, to pinpoint one moment where, um, where I felt like a different person, um, just because in the same way that it's hard to pinpoint, you know, I lost my 14th pound on this day or, or whatever. It's hard to say that on this day, I became more of an, an extrovert and I still wouldn't necessarily call myself an extrovert, Mm -hmm. but I'm more than I was. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I would say that, um, you know, just, uh, again, having the people, people start talking to you about, uh, your weight loss and that sort of thing is one of the the biggest ones. Um, like, like this interview, that's, that is one of the things that I see how my life has changed because I would have never imagined that someone would ask me, um, or, or, or ask me for, uh, my story as far as that, that goes. Um, you know, people asking me how to lose weight or how to get in shape, those, those things along the way, or, um, people, you know, seeing my success or even early on and, and being motivated by that, um, and, and starting to do those, those sorts of things themselves. Um, those, those were, uh, were probably some of the defining moments. Um, and yeah, it was great to have lost 30 pounds and then 50 pounds. And then, you know, eventually, you know, a hundred pounds, that was a huge day. Um, that was a day of, um, a celebration for me, but it, it was the journey along the way. Um, that was a lot more important than a number on a scale. Um, it was the little successes, um, like, not having to worry about, um, you know, not, not just my health, but, um, how I would feel to walk up, you know, a few flights of stairs or having to, to walk a long way as far as not being, um, you know, out of breath or, or that sort of thing. Um, so it, it was little, little successes in, in addition to the number, because if it comes down to it, eventually it, it's really just a, a way to, the number on the scale is really just a way to, to measure where you're at. Um, and that's a lot less important to me than, than 
uh, my health overall. Um, and I hope that that is something that people will will get to uh, that are going through their journeys to um, and, and not get overwhelmed by a certain number. And, and that, that comes after a while. And I, I still struggle with it um, from time to time. But, um, but that's one, you know, that I think I'll probably always struggle with too. Okay. So my final question to you is, again, when you look back in retrospect, what was it that like the one quality or, or maybe even many qualities about yourself that emerged through all of this that really took you by surprise? Um, I would say number one, uh, determination. Um, I would, I would always say that I was a, a pretty hard worker. Um, and, uh, as far as my studies and that sort of thing go. Um, and I, I like to, to accomplish things, but um, I guess I never really dreamed really, really big, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I, I had never set a huge goal um, and accomplished it. I'd, I'd set goals and accomplished them, like um, finishing college and, and getting established in a career early on. Um, but um, something huge like, losing a lot of weight and getting in shape and, and not, and, um, you know, taking my life back from that, that was, that was something that I wouldn't have ever seen myself determined enough to do. Um, and, and, and being along those same lines, being goal oriented, um, having the goal in mind and getting there, um, being, uh, being perseverant, uh, that was another, um, that even even when uh, I had hard days, um, keep on going. Um, especially like like I said a couple of times with with training for a marathon, um, yeah, that's the furthest thing I would have ever thought uh, I would have ever done. Um, I absolutely hated to run. Um, wouldn't have run unless my life depended on it. And even then, that may have been questionable. So. Um, to, to finish a marathon uh, and to have aspirations to finish um, more and possibly even you know, runs of greater distance, even though that's not, I guess, a personality um, characteristic. Um, those are those are things that have changed about me, just that I would have the um, drive to do something like that um, and to put forth the effort that, that goes into getting ready for, for that through a training program. Um, those are things that I would, would have never imagined. So, um, uh, I guess that, that really, those are a couple of just the biggest things I can think of. You know, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question to that because I'm uh-huh. wondering if there was a time when you, let's say at your heaviest, when mm-hmm. you were looking at your future, so this is like pre going to the doctor, pre nineteen ninety that that doctor's yeah. visit, and you were looking at your future, mm-hmm. um, and you were you know uh, thinking about like the possibilities or the impossibilities, and maybe even thinking about how your weight was you know potentially hindering you from I don't know maybe being in a long term relationship or maybe getting a certain job or maybe traveling or whatever goals that you had, but your weight was keeping you from. And now, and then fast forward to now, 
Is that future in your mind very different? That even the goals that you have for yourself now, are there are there things that you want to do in the future and that you feel confident that you can create for yourself that you never could have fathomed in the past? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's hard to, to say just one um, specific thing exactly, but um, you know, a couple of things you mentioned, like um, you know, having a, a, a career that requires travel. Um, you know, that that's something as, as someone who's overweight that you know you have to worry about um, how how you'll fit into a, an airplane seat. Um, those are things that uh, people of, of normal size never have to worry about, and um, that's something that fortunately, hopefully, I'll never have to worry about again as long as I can continue this this lifestyle change, which I have no intentions of uh, of discontinuing ever. Um, so yeah, those, those sorts of things are, uh, are definite possibilities. And, um, you know, knowing that, that I've done a lot of, of, um, things that I would have never dreamed of as far as weight loss and, and running races and, and learning how to cook and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel a lot more, uh, hopeful about any other goals that I may set in the future. Um, if, if whether it be a, a, um, a triathlon or something like that, or even whether it be, um, you know, moving to another city or, um, something like that, something like that. I'm, I'm not as concerned about it because I know that if I put forth the effort and if I continue to, um, work hard, um, that I can accomplish the things that I want to do. It may take a while, and it it won't be easy, but um, being consistent and um, sticking with it, I know that I can um, I can meet the goals that I have for my for myself. Thank you so much for doing this interview, Justin. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to do it, and I appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk with you. Thanks so much to Justin for sharing his experiences and giving a wealth of advice that we can all put to use. If you want to find Justin online, you can check out his website at mrsmit.com. That's Mr. Hyphen Smit, M-R hyphen S-M-I-T dot com. On Twitter, his username is J.L. Smith. That's J.L. S-M-I-T. I will have the links to his website, his Twitter account, and the Huffington Post article, which features Justin and gives more details about his weight loss, all on eatsleepmove.com. So the thing I loved about hearing his story was how working out became a focal point in his life rather than just a means to an end. For myself, I aspire to become just as passionate about exercise, and I hope you do as well. Or if you're one of those people who have actually reached that point and you can't imagine going a day without moving your body, I would love to hear your story and what it's been like for you to get to that point. If you have any comments or questions, or if you're someone or know someone who has lost 100 plus pounds and would like to be interviewed, definitely contact me. Come over to the website, eatsleepmove.com. You can also check out archives of this podcast, see my daily videos, and see how my weight loss is progressing as well. Get out there and continue to be healthy and live an awesome life. 
Thanks for listening to the Eat Sleep Move podcast. Find out more by visiting eatsleepmove.com.